0: Progressive, respectful, mentoring, compassionate. These are the values of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. And now we proudly present Palmdale Regional Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Neck pain can have a variety of causes. Poor body mechanics, herniated discs, and osteoarthritis are just a few. Neck problems can affect the quality of your life and be very painful. My guest today is Dr. Kamran Parsa. He's a neurosurgeon and a member of the medical staff at Palmdale Regional Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Parsa. First, I'd like to ask you, what what are some of the most common causes of neck pain that you see?
1: Hi, Melanie. Thank you for having me on this show. The most common causes that I see for neck pain are degenerative changes of your cervical discs and facet joints that are on the back of your neck. That's the most common cause of neck pain, and then that can also cause pain going down into your arms and shoulders, between your shoulder blades, and also referred pain causing headaches, migraines. So it can present many different ways but the most concerning are generally uh, when you have weakness in your hands or numbness, tingling going down your hands. uh, It's an important time to uh, consider uh, seeing a neurosurgeon.
0: So because it's the neck, give the listeners the reason, or if there is a reason, to see a neurosurgeon versus an orthopedic surgeon for neck issues. That's a
1: good question. Orthopedic surgeons are not all spine surgeons. For orthopedic surgeons to operate on the spine, they go through a one-year fellowship after their five years of training as orthopedic surgeons to be able to operate on the neck. As a neurosurgeon, uh, for the first seven years of training, from day one, we're involved with all types of spine surgery. Half of the training is on the brain, half of it is on the spine. And uh, and then there's also fellowship-trained neurosurgeons, such as myself where I did an extra year of uh, fellowship training to be, uh, I guess, uh, subspecialized in complex deformity, spine surgery, minimally invasive surgeries out there to be able to help my patient population better.
0: So the neck can get quite painful when there's problems. If somebody does, as you say, have weakness in their arms, pain radiating down, what is the first thing you do for them to determine the cause?
1: The first to do is to get an MRI. uh, And uh, that's when we can assess whether there is any herniated discs or osteophyte disc complexes in certain areas of the spine that can push on your nerves or your spinal cord, which can cause a variety of different symptoms.
0: So if somebody does have a herniated disc, what has been, or a bulging disc, what has been the typical surgery to help cure this situation?
1: Uh, classically, it started in the 60s where they would uh, do a discectomy. Uh, of, so the herniated disc that is pushing on your nerve root or your spinal cord. Uh, discectomy is performed and then arthrodesis of the uh, bone. Uh, and then eventually you place a graft with screws and plates. So that's called an ACDF or anterior cervical discectomy infusion which has become the gold standard treatment. Uh, However, it did have its drawbacks. Uh, But that is usually what is used.
0: So then tell us a little bit about cervical disc arthroplasty and how that differs from this typical fusion surgery.
1: So as the... the main drawback of fusion surgery is exactly that: is that it fuses two segments in your spine together, and uh, promotes adjacent-level disease down the line, requiring further surgery. Uh, so, in the 90s and more so in the early 2000s, uh, researchers started to develop uh, systems where you uh, systems and approaches to preserve motion in your neck while Addressing the main issue of the herniated disc or bulging disc, so a disc arthroplasty effectively does the same thing as a fusion surgery, where you take the you do the discectomy.
0: So the main goal is to maintain range of motion in their neck. And, and tell us a little bit about this artificial disc device.
1: Um, it's, uh, so the artificial disc, there's many different companies on the market. Uh, and each of them have their own uh, advantages and disadvantages. But essentially all of them have uh, titanium ends, uh, just like a screw system in a fusion device, uh, where the titanium sits against the bone. And in between these titanium is some uh one form or another of uh polymethacrylate type of uh uh plastic device per se that has been used for decades in joint surgery by orthopedic surgeons. So it's not a uh, any new material that can cause reactions or uh anything uh, I guess that it's not an innovative material, it's just There's different, uh, depending on the device manufacturer, they use different uh, designs to maintain the motion in the neck.
0: Who is a candidate for cervical disc arthroplasty and who might not be a candidate for this?
1: Uh, good candidates are more uh, younger individuals who have preserved good end plates in their neck, uh, good architecture where the device can. Severely degenerate degenerative disc that uh, that the device cannot sit on properly. I don't feel it. The good, uh, individuals are not good candidates for disc arthroplasty. Also, individuals who are uh, who have an infection in their neck or have osteoporosis, significant osteoporosis, would not be good uh, candidates. But the most important for me is the individuals who have cervical. Uh, uh, facet joint disease and, uh, deformity of their necks where, uh, your neck is not aligned properly in the first place and you need to reconstruct the cervical spine or the neck. Uh, and in those cases, uh, you want to, uh, create a stiff construct such as, uh, fusion case where this carthroplasty does the exact opposite. Also, if your pain generators are from your facet joints in the back. It is the motion that creates the neck pain and uh, a lot of the disability uh, associated with it. And by fusing segments and that facet joint, you are helping with the pain. So um, I like to treat every individual and patient, uh, excuse me, every patient individually. Uh, so I... Take a look at all these different aspects, age, comorbidities, how the total alignment of the spine is, and put it all together and come up with the best plan. Uh, Disc arthroplasty, I think of it as a nice new technique that uh, can help uh, and offer more advantages than the classical approach for, as I mentioned, a certain subset of patients, not everybody.
0: So when looking at the discs on either side of the affected disc and protecting that adjacent disc level, what do you tell patients about what they can expect for recovery?
1: Uh, What's wonderful about the disc arthroplasty is that uh, you don't need a cervical collar. In fact, I promote more motion um, uh, and Going back to work as soon as possible. Uh, in all neck surgery, you will—I uh, would expect some uh, muscle spasms in the back of the neck for a few days. But a lot of my patients uh, after disc arthroplasty go go back to work within a week, and uh, and uh, progressively increase their activity so that by about three months they are. Uh, Back to doing whatever contact sports or whatever they would normally do.
0: That's absolutely fascinating and really amazing. In just the last few minutes, what should people with orthopedic issues of their necks be thinking about when seeking care?
1: Most importantly is the neck is an important part of your body. It can cause significant disability. The, my red flags are always if you have uh, numbness tingling or weakness in your hands. do not ignore it. Uh, If you feel your balance is off or if you have bowel or bladder incontinence, uh, do not ignore these symptoms. These are all red flags that you have to seek care as soon as possible. Um, But overall, um, if you have significant neck pain, affecting your daily life. There are many good options which are even not surgical outside of my realm of practice. Uh, but just seeking the right care to help uh, to help uh, your recovery and give the right exercises, almost 80, 90% of uh, neck pain uh, and even mild shoulder pain associated with it, all of these resolve non-surgically. But you would want to treat it, and seek advice from a professional as soon as possible so that uh, your pain can be relieved sooner.
0: And why should patients come to Palmdale Regional Medical Center for their care?
1: Uh, My experience with Palmdale Regional Medical Center has been outstanding this year. Uh, They're they're a new facility, uh, very friendly staff, responsive staff, uh They have a very good system. They take excellent care of their patients um uh, the patients have uh private rooms is uh and that's one of the major biggest advantages that uh my own patients have complimented Ponteo about in the past um and they have a designated at least from my standpoint they have a designated joint and spine unit.
0: Thank you so much for being with us today. It's great information. You're listening to Palmdale Regional Radio, and for more information, you can go to palmdaleregional.com. That's palmdaleregional.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.